opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of Life, its elected officials, or its staff. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the FCB Monthly Community Call. My name is Sheila Young, and I am the president of the Florida Council of the Blind. This afternoon, we are thrilled to have Cassandra Jesse, who is the second vice president of FCB, as the person who is going to introduce our guests. And we really appreciate everybody being here. I am going to ask that you all stay muted because we are being streamed. Thank you, Katie, so much for streaming for us this afternoon. And Cassandra. Good afternoon, everyone. As Sheila said, my name is Cassandra Jesse. I am the second vice president of the Florida Council of the Blind. I'm going to go ahead and ask um, Marianne Grignan to unmute and um, introduce our speaker, Andy. Well, Andy almost needs no introduction whatsoever. So Andy is the CEO of Accessible Pharmacy Services for the Blind. I recently um, began working in Florida as the, um, well, I call myself an outreach specialist, um, but director of business development is um, another term with you. So um, I don't want to give away any of the um, accessible pharmacy stuff. I will just tell you a little bit about myself. I've um, kind of a, played, um, wear two hats, dual member of both um, the Florida Council of the Blind and um, Secretary of the Southwest Florida Council of the Blind here in Lee County, and um, also a member of the Pennsylvania Council of the Blind. Um, and I've been um, involved in advocating for uh, the betterment of people with vision loss for as long as I could remember, um, certainly for my entire adult life. So, um, and as I like to say, um, joining the accessible pharmacy team was just seems like the next chapter in that because it is such an, an awesome service that promotes independence and self-reliance and, um, and, and the ability to manage on, on one's own in terms of medications and, and um, accessible devices and, and so forth. Um, I am the mom of two daughters, um, grown, um, one who lives in Pennsylvania and one who lives here in, in Florida with me. And I'm also a blind vendor. So I, I wear a few different hats. Having said all of that, I will turn the program over to Andy Burstein, who is again, our CEO. Take it away, Andy. All right, Marianne, thank you for that introduction. And uh, Marianne does wear a lot of hats um she's only she listed a handful of them there are more hats that she wears and uh yeah so, so marianne thank you for setting this up and making this introduction and uh we're really grateful for you and glad you're part of our team um so i figured what we could do is i can share a little bit of background about our company um tell you what we're doing what, what we do in the marketplace um share some things that we have in the pipeline that we're working on right now and then Marianne and I can open up the floor for questions and discussion, and we'd love to hear everyone's thoughts. I do recognize some of the names, so I believe some of you may already be patients, um, and I recognize some other friends as, as well. So uh, I'm glad that everyone took time out of their day this afternoon to join us. So that being said, um, actually, Sheila, how long would you like us to speak for before I jump in? You can speak as long as you need to or want to, Andy. You are welcome. <laughs> oh, I, I can talk till midnight. <laughs> well, we can't do that. Can give me that uh, I, don't think, I don't think Katie would like that very much. <laughs> about, about 20, 30 minutes. Perfect. Is that good? That sounds good. Cool. Perfect. Thanks. Very cool. All right. So uh, as Marianne mentioned, we are accessible pharmacy services for the blind. Uh, we are a home delivery pharmacy service, and we specialize in patients who are blind, deaf blind, and have low vision. We're the only provider of its kind um, in the way that we work with our patients to help them manage their medication, manage their diabetes, um, live more independently, and, you know, and, and reduce the stress that accompanies medication and diabetes management. Um, and we're also the largest blind-owned healthcare company in the country. And so I'll share a little bit of our background and... Um, then we can jump in a little bit deeper. So our, our company, we, we started our company. The 
idea started about five years ago, even though we, we actually officially launched in April, April 2020, like smack at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, but the idea came about, uh, I was running a healthcare marketing firm and we were just, we were developing strategies around accessibility in general um, to be able to support our clients and help our clients. And our clients were healthcare systems, the pharmaceutical industry, individual medical practices, dental practices, veterinary practices. We did a lot in the veterinary space. And so we wanted to be able to help our, our clients um, embrace accessibility and, and learn about accessibility. And so I reached out to someone who I knew through Little League. Our kids used to play ball together. Um, his name's Alex. Um, I did not know Alex too well, other than the fact that he was a really nice guy. He lived relatively close to me. His kids were good ball players, and Alex was blind. He still is blind. <laughs> so I reached out to Alex. I got his email address. I was like, hey, I don't know if you remember me. You want to meet up for a cup of coffee? So Alex and I met up for coffee, and I, I told him what I was looking to do. Um, and I got to learn about him. And Alex's story is pretty incredible. He, uh, he was diagnosed with retinitis pigmentosa in his late teens. Um, he went to college at UNLV in Las Vegas. And his goal was he wanted to be in the hospitality industry. And uh, so he was working part-time in the casinos and the hotels while he was getting his degree. But by the time he graduated college, he really began to lose most of his usable eyesight. He moved back to Philadelphia, got a job uh, as a hotel uh, assistant general manager, but it didn't last too long. Um, and he decided to go back to school. Um, he ultimately earned a PhD. And he wrote his doctoral dissertation on the accessibility of the American retail marketplace for blind consumers. And so here I am thinking like, oh, this guy, Alex, he and I can become friends. I can pick his brain a little bit. You know, little did I know that Alex is arguably the foremost expert in the country in, you know, consumer accessibility at, at, the, at, at retail. So, you know, this one-time coffee became a, a weekly thing. We would both drop our kids off at school and we would meet up for coffee and we would brainstorm different ideas. And then we would take these ideas and reconcile them with his research. And... One of the ideas that emerged was the challenges that exist when it comes to medication management in the blind community. And in his research, um, obviously, he had his, as a consumer, he had his own experiences. But, you know, he really identified the pharmacy industry as the least accessible and the most challenging. And it's not because the pharmacies want to be inaccessible. Like, uh, no, no one's inaccessible intentionally. Um, they just either through a combination of they don't know what they're doing um, they, they try to do things like there's some of the pharmacy chains are actually doing some really creative things now, but it's just not their business model. Their business model is really focused on the one size fits all, like shoot towards the middle of the pack, try to be as appealing to as many people as possible and perfect that routine model of medication management and medication pickup where you get your prescription from your doctor, you go into the pharmacy, you make your way to the counter you hand them the prescription, your credit card, your insurance card, and you walk out with your meds. And, and the big chains have perfected that. That's why they're all worth billions and billions of dollars. Um, but when it comes to individuals that have you know, special needs, unique needs, um, it's just not their model. And so he and I spent about a year and a half just brainstorming different strategies around like, you know, what would it be like if we created a pharmacy model that addressed the challenges of the blind community? And we held some focus groups. We were able to get some support. This was pre-pandemic. So we got in our car. We drove to the NFB headquarters and spent a day down there and got feedback from people there. Uh, we got feedback from the, uh, a multitude of individuals at the Pennsylvania ACB. Um, Kirk Adams from the AFB was incredibly generous. Um, he's the president of the AFB. was incredibly generous with his insight and time um, and feedback. Um, and on and on and on. We got, we got great support. The, the community like really supported us and was very generous with um, feedback and really helped us take our ideas and write a business plan. So we had this awesome business plan. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm a business person. Alex is an academic. You know, we don't know the first thing about delivering medication. So we brought in our third business partner. Uh, and we it took about six months. We chose our third business partner, Dr. Jason Barrett. Um, Jason spent the first 25 years of his career focusing on medication management strategies 
for people with intellectual disabilities and cognitive disabilities. And his whole model was personalized medication. You know, how do you understand the individual? What are their unique challenges? Um, how are they currently managing their medication? What collection of solutions can we assemble to empower them to be more compliant with their medication? You know, how do you connect with a caregiver when needed? How do you communicate with their prescribers? And how do we build a team to help that person live healthier? And so he's like, this is the same, you know, method. We just need to learn more about solutions for individuals who are blind. And so we got ourselves together. We launched our business April, 2020. And we were like, ah, there's that, that, that flu thing going on right now. That'll be over in a month. And then we can come out with our guns blasting. Um, well, we all know what happened, but nevertheless, we plowed forward. Um, and fast forward to today, we now have 65 employees. 25% um, of them are blind themselves. We're licensed to, to support patients in 34 states, um, including, which includes DC and Puerto Rico, um, and most importantly for this conversation, Florida. Um, Marianne just joined us recently to help us figure out how we can connect more effectively to groups and individuals in Florida. And, and, and it's awesome. We're growing nicely. Um, so what do we do? We do everything that a traditional pharmacy does. You know, we, we provide prescription medication, over-the-counter medication, vitamins and supplements, small accessible medical devices, uh, guide dog and pet medication, a full range of, of diabetic supplies, ranging from you know, insulin, uh, talking glucometers. We're very proficient in understanding um, you know, the continuous glucose monitoring systems. Um, and so that's what we deliver. We work with all slash most insurance companies. You know, inevitably there's a, an anomaly every once in a while, but for the most part, we work with most insurance companies. And uh, what makes us unique is not what we provide because you can get that stuff in any pharmacy. What makes us unique is how we support a patient, how we deliver a patient, how we package and label, and how we work, you know, one-on-one -on -one with patients to, to help them. So we have three pillars of our company. The first pillar is accessible support. So by the way, everything we do is essentially free. We provide free home delivery, free packaging, free labeling, free education, free support. We make our money by being reimbursed by insurance companies. Um, things that aren't covered by insurance companies, we can take credit cards. And we still try to advocate on behalf of the patient to the insurance company to get reimbursed for everything. We're not always successful, but we try. Um, our first pillar is accessible support. At the end of the day, the, the best way to work with us, it, it has to start with a conversation. It, we, you know, once, once again, we're not doing that one size fits all model. A patient has to call us and contact us. And that usually happens on the telephone. And we learn you know, about obviously name, address, insurance information, uh, where your existing pharmacy is, the names of the prescribers, um, how you're currently taking medication, how are you managing your medication, what kind of challenges you have. We have to learn about how comfortable someone is with technology or not technology, um, what the level of eyesight is. Um, are there also hearing issues or other comorbidities that we need to be aware of? So that usually happens on the telephone. Um, it can also happen on Be My Eyes. Uh, we were the first healthcare company to join Be My Eyes. Um, and you can find us in the specialized help section. Uh, we do work with a lot of deaf patients. So we're very comfortable with uh, VRS. For those of you who are familiar, VRS is essentially like on-demand sign language interpreters done through our phone, which helps us communicate to patients who are deaf. For those who are deafblind, we also work through uh, texting and email. Um, we capture all that information. It takes us about a day. We contact the insurance company to confirm eligibility. We may reach out to some prescribers to get some insight. Um, and we have our pharmacists review everything. Uh, quite often, we find a combination of all the medications that people are taking, along with vitamins and supplements and over-the-counter meds. You know, because they're being prescribed by so many different prescribers, um, there may be unintended side effects. And so we can make some recommendations about tweaking the medication with the physicians and the patient um, so that the patient, we eliminate the side effects or neutralize or minimize the side effects. So that's our first pillar, accessible support. Our second pillar is accessible packaging. We have a collection of uh, accessible packaging. It's all the packaging's free. And we encourage our patients to try different kinds of packaging until they find different kinds of the, the packaging that works best for them. So we have 
different size and shape pre-sorted disposable pill organizers. So rather than you getting all your meds and having to sort it in an organizer, we'll send it to you pre-sorted um, every month. And it shows up automatically every month. Um, and we'll also uh, stay on top of your prescription so that in the event you need to renew a prescription, you'll know in advance, not like the day before your meds run out. And then there's a fire drill to get in touch with your doctor. Um, so we can pre-sort vitamins, supplements, over-the-counter meds, and prescription meds in those organizers. Uh, we also have individual daily packets. Uh, it's, we have the same machine that Amazon has for PillPack. Uh, it's essentially, um, it pre-sorts medication in a two-inch by two-inch baggie, and it comes in a perforated strip. And you just tear off, it comes, it's in chronological order. So you just tear off, you know, uh, your packet for that day of the week or time of the day, and you take your meds. Um, we have different size and shape bottles ranging from, you know, small bottles with childproof lids to oversized bottles with pop-off lids. So for those that have mobility or dexterity challenges like arthritis or Parkinson's, it's a, it's a little easier to get the bottle open. Um, and we also just introduced something at the beginning of this year, which is um, single dose of infant medication. It's a they're liquid doses so that parents who are blind can safely administer medication to their children. Uh, we currently have five over-the-counter remedies, and we're looking to expand on that model at some point this year. So that's our second pillar, accessible packaging. Accessible labeling uh, is we can label this any of the packaging with one or a combination of labels. So we have traditional text labels, and we can do that in both Spanish and in English. We have oversized text labels for those who would benefit from that. Um, we can package uh, any of the stuff in grade one Braille or contracted Braille. Uh, we have a collection of audio labels. So we can package, we were a, a provider of Script Talk. For those of you who aren't familiar with Script Talk, they're actually a Florida-based company. The company's Envision America, the product Script Talk. Um, and they're incredible. They were pioneers in this space. They, uh, it's, it's basically, it's a, it's a sticker that has a microchip in it. We upload the information to the microchip. And either using a free app or a free device that we can send you, uh, it, you basically scan the package by it and it reads all the prescription information out loud. Um, and it's free and we can put script talk on any of the things that we provide. Um, we just, uh, we're launching April 1st, a program with a company called Way Around. They make a similar thing as script talk, but their target is uh, they sell their stickers to consumers so you can label things in your home. And now we'll be able to, for those who you know, use the weight tag labels at home, we can now pre-package medication with those weight tag labels. Um, we're in the process of trying to develop a model with OrCam. So OrCam users can get their medication pre-labeled um, with medication that's compatible with the OrCam device. Um, and we're about a week or two away. Um, this is something we're actually incredibly excited about. There's a bigger story here. Um, we're actually doing a a really deep dive with Helen Keller services on a national program to really learn about how we, for those of you who are familiar with Helen Keller services, uh, it's a large, um, it's a very large uh, organization that supports dual sensory loss patients, individuals, deaf blind individuals. Um, and we're working with them. They're, they actually spent a day with us on Tuesday, training our entire team about you know, just sensitivity issues, understanding the nuances of, Deaf blindness, um, understanding communication opportunities, and how to effectively communicate with individuals who are deafblind. Um, and we're doing the same with them. We're training their entire national staff on how to uh, support a patient with their medication management, with their diabetes management. And we're building uh, like a best practices protocol for them for a whole collection of uh, medical interventions. You know, initially it's going to be medication management and diabetes management. But my punchline for this is um, we're developing some labeling solutions for the deaf blind community that will benefit everyone that uh, essentially will, to oversimplify it, it'll have a tactile label that can be easily identified. Uh, we can obviously add Braille, but in the event the person doesn't read Braille, they can find the label. They can scan it with an app that we've developed. Um, the app will... Um, extend the message and information about the medication three ways. If the person still has sight, it'll appear in text on their screen. If they still have hearing, it will be automatically read out loud. 
And if not, it'll uh, extend seamlessly to a Braille display where they can get all the medication information themselves. And there's other layers there that we're adding to it for support, but um, coming soon. If anyone's really interested in that, please feel free to reach out to me or Marianne and uh, we, we can you know, dig a little deeper there. Um, so that's what we do. Those are our three pillars, accessible packaging, accessible labeling, and accessible support. A few other things that uh, are of note that we're excited about and proud of. Um, the New York Times wrote an article about us last year that was incredibly thrilling. If you just Google accessible pharmacy New York Times, it's the first thing that pops up. Uh, we were the federal government's winners of, winners is strong, recipients, not winners. We were the recipients of their Advancement in Accessibility Award. Um, it was us, Apple Computer, and um, the Center for Deaf Communication in Dallas, Texas. Um, I'm sorry, uh, the Center for, yeah, the Center for Deaf Communications in Dallas. Um, so it was incredibly honor. It was a great honor and a great thrill to be acknowledged for what we're doing. Um, I think what's really, oh, we're running an internship program this year. We had our first intern last summer, it exceeded our expectations. This year, we're going to have five interns. Um, for our, our, our students who are blind um, in New York State, we do this program with Visions out of New York City, uh, but we're also going to try uh, our, our first deafblind um, student intern. And so uh, we're, we're really excited about that opportunity. Um, two other things of note, uh, we're in the process of developing a, a parallel telehealth model, which will enable us to provide additional support for our patients. Um, so that's going to be coming soon, probably the end of the summer. Um, we're going to be joining Tom Tobin, who's here on the call. Um, and Tom can actually chime in a little bit when we're done here about uh, what we'll be doing um, at the uh, uh, Diabetes Action Committee um, uh, through the ACB uh, with our, our chief marketing officer and my business partner, Alex, to do uh, a much broader perspective on um, diabetes solutions, trends in diabetes solutions, as well as Alex's research. Um, and, and, you know, some of his ideas about the company. Um, and finally, I guess the big picture is uh, we're just scratching the surface. There's so much more that we could be doing. Um, the version 1.0 of our business was Alex and my ideas reconciled with his research. Um, we're in the middle of version 2.0 right now. And 2.0 comes to us. We're, 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 2.0 is happening because of the feedback we get from our patients about what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, how we could be more accessible, what kinds of solutions would be beneficial. Um, and between the feedback we get from patients, our staff, um, groups that we work with, um, it's amazing. You know, once you open up the door and say, hey, we want, we crave feedback, like let us know, um, people talk our ears off and it's awesome. You know, it's, it's really, we don't, it takes a lot of the guesswork out of, huh, what else we could, be do could we be doing to be more accessible? Um, what other services we should be providing? Like people tell us. And so the punchline to all of that is uh, for those of you who, who are patients, you know, please keep us updated about what we're doing and give us feedback. Um, for those who aren't patients, we'd love for you to try us. It's as simple as picking up the phone and calling. Like call on Monday, see if we're a good fit for you. Um, you can try us out for a few months. If you don't like us or you're like, yeah, you know what? I prefer my Walgreens call us and we'll transfer everything back. We'll give a heads up to the insurance company. We'll contact your prescribers to let them know. We'll reach back out to your Walgreens and let them know if anything's changed since you've been working with us. And you know, all we ask is that you let us know why um, and let us know how we continually improve. So I'm looking at the clock. I think that's 20 minutes. I'm going to stop talking. Um, thank you again, everyone. Uh, uh, oh, quick, oh, well, quick. Our website's accessiblepharmacy.com. Uh, it's a very screen reader friendly website. Um, all of our contact information is on there. Our phone number is 215-799-9900. That's 215-799-9900. Oh, I'm sorry. I did leave one other thing out. I said I was done talking, but I have one other thing. Um, we do run a collection of free educational programs throughout the year. Um, I'll give you an example. Like, I guess two and, a half, two and a half weeks ago, we ran a program that focused on uh, breast cancer information for blind women. Uh, and the big takeaway was uh, a radiation oncologist speaking about, you know, uh, oral instructions for a blind woman about how she could do a self-exam. Um, we had someone from the American Cancer Society. And if anyone's interested, we have, we, the American Cancer Society gave us all of 
of their breast cancer brochures and transcribe them into Braille. So now we have cases and cases of Braille breast cancer brochures, if anyone's interested. But that's an example of some of the programs and educational things that we do. If anyone wants to email me, my email is andy at accessiblepharmacy.com or Marianne's is Marianne, which is M-A-R-Y-A-N-N at accessiblepharmacy.com. We'll put you on our email list so you can be alerted to some of the educational programs. Other ones we have in the pipeline are um, a back-to-school program for um, college students so that they can manage their health care once they get to school. Uh, we're going to be doing a program on parenting uh, for blind parents. Um, we're going to be doing a program on eye drops, um, a collection of strategies about how do you get drops in your eyes? What are some trends in eye drops? You know, touching on prescription eye drops, over-the-counter eye drops. Um, that's it. Now I'm really done talking, I promise. Um, so thank you again. And uh, we'd love to hear questions, thoughts, and ideas. Well, Andy, that was very informative. Cassandra, do you have anything to add before we open up the floor? No. Um, Andy, thank, thank you so much. I think you um, did a good job. So we can hear from our our participants and audience. Oh, thank you, Cassandra. Mm -hmm. And I have a question real quick, but I know I'm not, I'm not supposed to, but hey, <laughs> I, I can. <laughs> anyway, You're the boss. Um, we have, um, I have a brother-in-law who is severely, he's got Parkinson's, dementia, Lewy bodies, and Alzheimer's. Wow. And he's starting to have difficulty swallowing pills because he doesn't remember how to swallow them. Mm. Are there medications at that level in the liquid form? I don't know the exact medications, but I imagine so. Um, there are also other ways to help him with that. I'd love to have a conversation with you or with him. No, actually, I have one of our pharmacists. Um, we have a lot of experience uh, dealing with patients like that. Okay. Um, so I don't want to speak off the cuff, but I, I'd love right. to have that conversation with you with someone from our pharmacy team. Okay. I would, I would very much like that because it's becoming a problem. Okay. Sure. So, all right. Will, you may unmute, sir. Welcome. Hey, Will. Hi. I, I, hey, um, I signed up and it was a very pleasant experience. I must say the person was personable, patient. Um, what I did, though, before I called is I got all my information together. Um, mm. I scanned my human, uh, Humana card. There's not, not only is there a membership number, there's like three other numbers that are on that card that um, Accessible Pharmacy will need. And I got all my uh, contact information for all my uh, prescribers and my pharmacy. So it was all right there. So we just did a Q&A. And they filled out their form on their end, and it really went smoothly. So, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna take charge of your own medical health, uh, this would be a good first step: is to get your information, all your ducks in a row before you do call. I'm sure they can figure it out, even if you don't. But it makes the process go much more smoothly. Oh, well, said the person. <laughs> that was like, that was like scripted. Will first of all, thank you. Um, but you're right. Like, so here's the thing. Like, obviously, the more information that you can provide us, the faster the process goes. Um, in the event that it's it's more complicated, you know, feel free to call us. It may add an extra day or so, but um, we'll be able to access your medical records and all your other information too. But yes, but the more information you can give us, the faster the whole process happens. Okay, Heather, you may unmute, and it's star six if you're on a regular keypad. If you're on a Hi, smart, hello. there you go. Mm -hmm. Hi. Go ahead. <laughs> Hi, Andy, Miriam. Thank you so much. That was very informative. Um, uh, my question is, um, I actually live in Massachusetts. I know you said you guys are not licensed in all states now, but is Massachusetts one of them? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank God. You guys will be hearing from me then. Oh, right on. Very cool. Thank you. We actually, we work with, there's a few great organizations that we like. We work with MADV pretty closely um, up in Massachusetts. Uh, I don't know who you're working with up there, but there's, there's some, I don't know about, I don't know why, but Massachusetts has a really deep concentration of both private, public and, and, and state organizations that support those who are blind. 
They do. They do. That's what people have been trying to get me to move out of state. And I'm like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Um, All right. Thank you very much. I will definitely be in contact. Oh, right on. Thank you. All right. We had a hand and she just lowered it. So I'm not sure if she had a question or not. Um, If you're on a PC to raise your hand is Alt Y. To mute and unmute is Alt A. If you're on a Mac, it's Option Y. Command Shift A to mute and unmute. On a smart device, it's under the more options on the bottom right to raise a hand, on the bottom left to mute and unmute, and on a standard keypad, it is star nine for the letter Y to raise your hand and star six for the letter M to mute and unmute. Cassandra. I do, I have a question. So um, I have a, a friend who's in a wheelchair and so she has, um, she can see, but she has struggle like getting caps off. And um, her husband is um, totally blind. He does use a little bit of script top, but if he wasn't home, do you guys have a way for her to be able to, to um, maneuver her medicines and use so that she can um, successfully give her? you know, do her meds herself? Yeah, so I have a few thoughts. One is I don't, I don't know exactly the, the degree of her challenge. So um, we obviously have to learn more. Um, mm. We, you know, some of our packaging is easier to open. And we, I mentioned we do have like large bottles with just pop-off lids um, that may mm. be easier for her, but we'd love to have a conversation to determine if something we have already would be helpful. That's the first thing. The second thing is, we can label her medication, even though she's cited um, with labeling that would be beneficial to her husband if he's helping, um, if that would be helpful as well. So we can label her stuff in Braille, for argument's sake, if he's a Braille reader. The other thing is, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but we are having a conversation with a group uh, that's based in Philadelphia um, that deals with individuals with spinal cord injuries to discuss packaging, um, specifically for those that have like extreme uh, limits to their, to their, you know, their arms and their hands. Um, we're not there yet. Um, but it's something, it's something we'd love to be able to build out. Um, Mm -hmm. but that being said, we may have some existing solutions. So we'd love to have a conversation to find out if we can support her. Thanks. Oh, you're welcome. Lisa, you may unmute and I apologize. We've got a siren going by my house. So, (laughs) Lisa, on the bottom left is the unmute. You're still muted. You may have to hit the got it button. You may have to swipe to got it and make sure that you got it. And then bottom left corner. So Andy, while we're waiting for Lisa to unmute, how, why are you not in all of the states? Why, I mean, are you just oh. not able to succeed there yet? Or are you working on it or what's oh, the- Good question. Um, well, first of all, like, so each state's, uh, it's called different things in different state, but basically the, the, the board, the pharmacy board, which is, has to approve um, a provider from out of state who is providing controlled substances crossing state lines. Mm, Now, every state functions differently. There's not like one application. So some of the states are easy. It was like a one-page application and a $50 check, and we got approved the next day. Mm -hmm. Um, Other states were, there was one state, it was a $3,000 application and like a 20-page application, you know, one page, $3,000 check, uh, I'm sorry, (sighs) application fee, and and like a a large thing, and we're still not approved. They cashed our check, but we're still waiting. Um, there's now there's a few, because of COVID, some of the, some States, um, you know, they, they, they stopped approving, uh, out of state vendors. Um, some States, specifically California, where we're not licensed, which is a huge potential state for us. They have so many, they're they're so reluctant to bring out of state providers in because Mm -hmm. there's an opioid crisis in the state. Mm -hmm. Um, we had to basically provide them, um, criminal background checks on all of our pharmacists, mm-hmm. a notarized blueprint of our facility, um, and fingerprints of all of our pharmacists. 
And they want to make sure we're not some like rogue pharmacist, like shipping opioids out of our basement. Um, the only time we got rejected, this has a happy ending, by the way, was the state of Missouri. The state of Missouri wrote back to us. They said, nope, we have in-state providers who do what you do. So you're free to apply again next year. And we wrote back. We're like, no, I don't think you understand the population who we serve. Like, we, we are not like any other pharmacy who's providing services. And they rejected it again. They're like, nope, we consider this final. Um, it was interesting. And we got, we got very lucky. We work, we have a relationship with the Missouri Council for the Blind. And I had reached out to the president and I was like, I just want to let you guys know, we, we, we can't, we can't work with you. And he's like, this is unacceptable. And he <laughs> and the executive committee of the MCB um, actually advocated to the state on our behalf. And in a week we got approved. So, you know, this is a longer story than you probably needed, but um, long story short, our hope is that by, by the end of 2023, 22, um, we will have a national presence, but but it's just one state at a time, unfortunately. Right. Okay. Lisa, I see you got unmuted, dear. Lisa? Uh, no, you need to get a little closer to your microphone or louder, one of the two. Okay, can you hear me now? There you go. Yes, perfect. Sorry about that. Um, my question is this. I have a Humana Medicare program. A little bit louder, dear. You're still real faint. Okay, hang on. You know what? I have you on oh, a wireless you headset. That's much better. Now, yeah, you're, when you're doing that, it's perfect. So I have Humana Medicare, and they require. Uh-oh. We lost you again, Lisa. Hang on. Hold on. <laughs> wireless is wonderful when it works. <laughs> oh, come on. We can hear you now. She's just got to dis disconnect from the wireless, Can you hear me? I'm sure. Yes, yes. perfect. Sure. I had to take my wireless heads off. I, mm -hmm. I totally am sorry. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so I have Humana Medicare, and they require that I use their mail order pharmacy for my insurance. Is there a way around that? Oh, yeah, we, we do work with Humana, and we do have patients on Humana. Um, I'm not sure if it differs from state to state. But I do know, I'll tell you why I know, for, we work with thousands of insurance policies. So usually when someone says I work with X, I'm like, I have no idea. Um, we learned about Humana because they contested a delivery we made to a deaf blind patient who also has cognitive issues. And they were like, this patient never signed for this. We can't confirm that it was ultimately del delivered. And it was, it was like a $1,200 medication you know, package of medication that we would have been out of. Um, and getting the patient to join us to confirm was, was a little bit more complicated than a traditional, and you know, a, a, it was complicated. Um, long story short, we ended up writing multiple letters to them, explaining them the dynamic of this individual and the challenges related to signing for it. And uh, they approved it. So that's the bizarre reason why I know about Humana. So like I said, I'm not sure if there's a nuance for Florida, but we do work with Humana in other states. So if you want to call on Monday, we'd love to dig into it and find out if we can work with you. Okay, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Okay, Will, go ahead. Yeah, Andy, you mentioned telehealth. Will, will there be a, an eventuality where you can just, you know, ring in with, through be my eyes or some other functionality and be connected with a medical professional at your end that can maybe take your information and maybe make a diagnosis and prescribe. That's the plan. Will. Um, it's interesting. This idea came to us from, so we had our student intern call a random collection of hundred patients and, you know, ask them, you know, what other kinds of services could we be offering and telehealth kept emerging at the top of the list. And so we're in the process of looking into the types of services we could be providing. So theoretically, we're gonna, Medicare approves 273 therapeutic interventions for telehealth. And so we're going to come out of the gate focusing on that. So we're going to offer a collection of behavioral health solutions, like psychiatrists, psychologists, social workers. Um, we're going to offer, create a, almost like an urgent care uh, with physicians 
clinicians who can diagnose things. Um, and we're going to be doing a, a whole suite of diabetic support as well. And so, yes, to answer your question directly, yes, that's our plan. What we, where we are right now with it is um, we've assembled most of the pieces. We, we, Zoom's actually going to build out a version of their platform just for us to be able to use Zoom as the telehealth platform. Um, our attorneys are looking into the legal issues of it just to make sure there's no complication or issues. Um, and we hired a consultant to help us navigate the insurance model. Um, University of Pennsylvania is going to work with us on the behavioral health side and on the diabetes side um, to provide providers. Um, and we're going to build out initially a really small collection of physicians who can help us coming out of the gate. And uh, then we're going to come out with our guns blasting. So it's coming soon. We still have a lot of work to do to figure out you know, how we can provide quality um, services, how we can make it as accessible as possible, and how we can build the structure of the model so that we can get reimbursed properly by insurance um, and we can make sure that we comply legally with uh, um, some of the nuances of providing a, a telehealth model over state lines where we have uh, a beneficiary, a, a patient in Florida and a provider in Idaho and we're based in Pennsylvania. So we're almost there, you know, theoretically July-ish. So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you. Great. Uh um, also, I guess the next step for telehealth is home visits. Any um, idea of expanding into like, you know, phlebotomists coming and take drawing blood or getting urine samples? Yes, but that's in 2023. In it's interesting. So, <laughs> Will, let's offline and talk to you about, about this. Um, without getting too far ahead of ourselves, but I will. I'm talking 2023. It started off, we'd like to be able to introduce uh, home dialysis services. We have a lot of patients on dialysis. And to develop a model that really is um, sensitive to the needs uh, of uh, patients who are blind. Um, but then that obviously extends like, hey, if we're going in the home, like what else could we be doing in the home? So yeah, you, you sort of touched on some of those other things and we'd love to do that as well. We're just not there yet. But Will, let, let's, let's regroup next week. I'd, I'd love to have a conversation with you about it and hear your thoughts. <clears throat> That's exciting stuff. Um, Debbie. You may unmute. Hello, Andy and Marianne, Sheila Hello. and Sandra and the whole crew. Um, you are what I assume to be uh, a mail order service in that you would do a three month supply of medications as as the others do, or or is yeah, that not correct? It, it really depends on your insurance company. If the insurance company allows it to be shipped that way and you want it that way, yes, we can ship it. Um, we usually try to avoid, if we're doing like the pre-packs where we're pre-sorting it, um, what we could do, you know, we can do it, but it creates a problem that in the event that, you know, all of a sudden one of your meds changes, um, to break it all, all down. Sometimes, you know, it, the insurance company won't let us send another batch. Right. So long story short. Yeah. If the insurance company allows us to do it and that's what you want. Absolutely. It's actually easier for us because, you know, we're, we're picking up the tab for the freight. So it's one shipment as opposed to three shipments, but um, yes, we can do it. Now, what if I go to the doctor and I've got, uh, I, want, I don't know, a sinus infection or something, and he's prescribing 10 days of uh, an antibiotic. Um, obviously, that would be something that you would get through your local pharmacy. Well, I'll tell you. By I'll time tell you, you mail it. No, no, no. I, no? I'm going to tell you a personal sinus infection story. Um, about three or four months ago, I woke up with a sinus infection and I knew exactly what it was. Cause I've had, I, I get sinus infections like twice a year. So I called up my doctor on telehealth. It was like eight o'clock and I tell her what's up. And she confirmed that I had a sinus infection and she's like, I can prescribe an antibiotic. What do you want to do with it? And I, I had a few options. Don't forget. I own a pharmacy. So <laughs> option one for me is I could drive to our distribution center, which is 45 minutes from my house. And pick up my meds, which I had no energy to do and no interest in doing. Um, I could have had my pharmacy uh, have a medical courier deliver it to me later in the afternoon. I could have had it had it overnighted to me and had it first thing the next morning. But I wanted to get my, you know the meds in my belly like ASAP. And so my pharmacy called my local CVS 
and had CVS delivered to my house. And I had the meds in my belly two hours later. And I'm telling you this story because the point is, once we become your pharmacist, um, we manage your medication. And that may mean sometimes a solution where we have to contact a local pharmacy near you to get you meds ASAP. So that's one scenario where we do something like that. Um, We also at least once a week get a phone call that sounds something like, you know, I'm in Miami at a wedding and I'm at the hotel and I forgot my meds, you know, (laughs) but what do you, what what can I do? And we similarly, we can have a local pharmacy deliver it or we can overnight it to the hotel. So it's all about like, once we're responsible for your medication, once you, once you're under our care. What about the accessibility of the, um, of the labeling and stuff, then you would have to. If it's coming from a local pharmacy, yeah, we'll try to find out if they have a solution, but we're not positive if they do or not. Um, okay. So yeah, that's one of the conver- you know we'll have a conversation with you and figure out here are the six different options and you get to choose what you want to do. Okay, sounds good. Thank you, Andy. Oh, you're welcome. Okay. Hey, Marianne, and yes. what do we miss? Is there, are there other things that we should be talking about or, or sharing? No, just to, you know, just to pass along the information because everybody here has a network, and also when you talk about parents, I know um, the age of this group. Um, a lot of them anyway, and their grandparents here. So when we talk about having our parents seminar, don't forget, you know, you're babysitting for your grandbabies. You might want to, you know, to know about the solutions and, and whatnot, you know, just as, as grandparents. So mm-hmm. um, don't forget that you're part of the conversation. Totally. Actually, Tom, are you still on the call? Cause if you are, I'd love for you to t- talk about your program this summer and what we're doing together. I am here. Yeah. I'm listening right. with bated breath, Andy. So, right. um, <laughs> so a great presentation as always. Um, is that okay with you, Sheila? Sure. Absolutely. So Andy is referring to our ACB diabetics in action, uh, convention, which we all hope will be, uh, in person in Omaha. Um, probably going to be a hybrid of some kind, but so we have, uh, it's still in the works right now, but <clears throat> we have a um, two days of, uh, of program, if you will. Um, Tuesday, I believe, is the 5th of July, and then Wednesday the 6th. As Andy indicated earlier, Accessible Pharmacy will be filling one of those slots. Uh, Tuesday morning or Tuesday afternoon, our first program um, is being compiled by Terry Suarez, who is on the call today. Um, and that's going to be all an, either a and an endocrinologist or a group of them to talk about what's the latest, greatest uh, things going on with uh, managing diabetes, um, accessible devices, what's happening in that space. Uh, we don't really know the answer to that yet, but it's going to be endocrinologists talking about their stuff. Um, <clears throat> and then that afternoon, we are going to have Kim Ladd. And you'll remember Kim Ladd when she presented with you last summer. Oh, she, she's um, awesome. She, she, she is indeed awesome. Uh, she's a um, certified diabetes care and education specialist, and she is a total ringer on all things uh, managing diabetes accessibly. Uh, so glucose meters, continuous glucose monitors, um, sort of insulin pumps, not so much insulin pumps, but anyway, she's, she's, a, she's, she's fabulous. Uh, I remember Andy, when you and I were talking last year about her and I'm like, I've never heard of Kim Ladd. So you introduced me to her and it's been a great relationship ever since. And she does a great job on Wednesday. Uh, we're going to have accessible pharmacy as part of our programming. And then um, one of the things I'm really proud of as president of ACB diabetes in action is that we started a program last October um, something I've been wanting to do my entire adult life. I did it sort of in Ohio when I was president of ACB Ohio, but uh, we created a peer mentor relations committee, which is competently led by Elizabeth, Liz Alexa. And uh, so Liz is going to walk us through the program, um, how to become a mentor for someone who's newly visually impaired and trying to manage diabetes and also those interested in becoming a mentee. Um, so, um, it's the whole program is designed around matching kind of seasoned um, diabetics living with vision impairment with those that are just trying to feel find their way. So uh, it's it's what I it's called a peer to peer model, and as Andy knows, scientifically it's one of the most effective models out there in managing a chronic disease. So um, 
Liz will be walking us through that and uh, um, it'll be, it'll be fabulous. And um, so, um, so if you want some more information about uh, what we're doing in ACB Diabetics in Action, you can send an email to ACBDA, our initials, ACBDAORG at gmail.com. Um, and I'm just going to give you my cell phone because that's the easiest way. <laughs> so my cell phone is 847-846-8375. And despite the Chicago Exchange, my former Hadley School for the Blind Days, I'm in Northeast Ohio. So... I'm on Eastern Standard Time. So thank you, Madam President and Nandy, for letting me do a little announcement. Thanks so much. Right on. And, Andy, and if yeah. I'm not mistaken, you guys are going to be at our FCB convention as well because um, you're doing a presentation during one of our special interest affiliates on Saturday afternoon. Is that what I understand? Get up and get moving, Sheila? No, no, no. Our, no, the... Um, CCTV, I believe, is going to have accessible pharmacy there. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, no, it's I'm yeah, no, I'm excited. It's going to be great, and uh, yeah, and and get up and get moving. They're doing a workout or a, a, a breakout session during our state convention as well. We so. are. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Terry's big part of that. Yeah. Got some different oh, stuff. Andy this year. I get around. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks for letting me do a little commercial. Thanks a lot. You are very welcome. And if anybody's interested in listening to the seminars already heretofore um, presented, the Breast Cancer for Women, Blind Women seminar or the Diabetes seminar, those are, are available to listen to. So they're, they're not out of luck. Then you can still um, get that information. Okay. Well, we have no other questions questions at this time so i cannot cassandra would you like to um do a final word and then we can just thank everybody for being here so um <clears throat> first of all um i want to thank andy for coming and uh speaking with us uh and when andy was speaking for um, um ac be families i had um reached out to him and asked him and that was one of my questions and he says oh well we have a rep in florida well little did i know that it was marianne and so she called me and it was interesting so i just want to thank both of you for um coming on the call today and um introducing some and reaffirming for others uh the services that you have that is accessible to us so if there's so if there's um no more questions uh thank you guys hey thanks so much cassandra thank you sheila thank you for streaming this afternoon and thank you everybody for being here everybody have a wonderful weekend all right have a great weekend everyone thank you again and please try us out you know we only get better when we have patience that's how we learn so okay. try us out and uh hopefully we'll all have a chance to meet in the future thank you so much day. be well everyone all right bye everyone bye bye thank you